When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go hour number two on a Thursday. NBA Draft Thursday. Lots of dreams coming true tonight. It'll start with Wimbenyama to the Spurs, unless we see the biggest shock in the history of sports. And then the Rockets will have a fourth pick. The Mavs will have a tenth pick. A lot of other interesting uh, things to figure out tonight. We'll get back into that. We've got a guest coming up to discuss it. Also, we hit a little bit of College World Series. TCU out. LSU and Wake with one more game tonight. They've been fun to watch go head up. And now it's winner goes to the championship game tonight after LSU stayed alive. All that going on. Plus, Longhorn football fans, more good news for you today. How about a four-star running back commit out of Arizona, Christian Clark? I believe both because of the video and because of the Arizona thing, some have talked about Bijan in a comparison that he may remind you of Bijan in some ways. Go check the video out, see what you think. 7.16 yards per carry, 11 touchdowns on 103 attempts and a little over 730 yards last year. Got some receiving yards and five touchdowns that way as well. Uh, so that is big news for Texas. That's the sixth name in the 2024 class Christian Clark, the running back out of Arizona. All that going on today. Coming up in about an hour, we'll do the album movie swap discussion with Tombstone and The Chronic. But right now, we're going to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline to get more preview on this NBA draft with Keenan Womack of OrangeBloods.com. At Keenan Womack, if you want to give him a follow, he is pumped about tonight. Keenan, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you guys? Man, we're doing well. Uh, before we get into tonight's stuff specifically, give me your thoughts on this perspective trade. I'm not sure if it's official yet with this three-team deal. Porzingis headed to Boston. Marcus Smart headed to Memphis, two of the uh, the two big parts of it. What do you make of this trade? Do you think it makes sense for Boston? Um, I think it's interesting that um... – you know, so so Memphis really needs they're, they're parting ways with Dylan Brooks, so they need a perimeter defender. Um, so Marcus Smart definitely makes sense for Memphis. He's also a great culture fit there, in my opinion. Um, you know, if you think of the days of the grit and grind uh, Grizzlies, you know, with uh, with Zach Randolph and all those guys, um, they all, they've always had, kind of had this like tough reputation. Uh, I'm not talking about the Morant thing with with you know, the trouble he got in. I, I mean, like, on the court, they've always been this, like, very, like, hard-nosed, tough uh, team, and it, it kind of fits with the city, you know? And there's a lot of, like, blue-collar guys out there working. So, I don't know. I think Marcus Smart is a great fit for them. And then for Boston, um, I think it was kind of interesting that they that they got rid of Smart. I think Smart was a really big part of, of, uh, of that defensive mindset that they have. I mean, think about how many great defenders – uh, Boston has, you know, they have Jalen Brown's a great defender. Jason Tatum's a great defender. Robert Williams is a great defender. So 
I was kind of surprised that they decided to get rid of uh, another great perimeter uh, lockup guy. But, you know, Kristaps Porzingis is a great shooter, and I'm a huge fan of his game. When he's healthy, which is like a huge part of it, but when he's healthy, he's great. Yeah, Keenan, you know, there's a lot going on tonight especially with the Portland Trailblazers, who me and Chad, we talked this week about the pressure that front office will always be under going back to the 84 draft when they selected Sam Bowie over Michael freaking Jordan. And you fast forward to 2000, 2007, 2008, where they selected Greg Oden over Kevin Durant. So they're, and I know they're very nervous over there in Portland right now on what to do with Damian Lillard. Do they take Scoot Henderson? Do they take Brandon Miller? What do you think the Trailblazers should do tonight all right man you uh open the can of worms not me but i think i said this earlier today on bucky and aaron um i think damian lillard is possibly going to get dealt tonight um that's what i would do i would find the best possible team he can get to because dame deserves that he has done everything for that city that you could possibly do as a basketball player on the court. Off the court, he's fantastic. Great role model. You know, he's, he's an excellent player. I think he's going to get moved tonight. And I think uh, the new era of the Portland Trailblazers with Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp is going to start. Interesting. Yo, people forget about Shaden Sharp, who was selected seventh last year. He has Killer. a ton of upside coming out of Canada. I love him. So what 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 type yeah, of Yeah, and that Go ahead, man. Sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. That backcourt is going to be so athletic. <laughs> I mean, Scoot and Shaden, oh my gosh, man. That there's so much physical potential there. Um it could be legitimately one of the most athletic backcourts in the NBA. So there's still Anthony Simons there who has done a really good job kind of replacing C.J. McCollum since they traded him off to New Orleans. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with Anthony Simons, he still has a lot of upside too, but just so many guards there. Are they willing to keep Simons also with Sharp and if they draft Scoot? You know, I've heard Anthony Simons might get traded as well. Um, you know, I, I don't know for sure. He has been he has been good. The thing with Shaden Sharp too, though, is you can play him a little bit at the wing. Um, I mean, Simons was excellent last year. People forget how good he was. He averaged over twenty points a game. Um, but you know, I really like uh, I really like the idea of Portland. You know, if I'm Portland, you just got to draft the best guy there. And it's pretty much been made known that Brandon Miller is going to go number two to Charlotte. So if you're Portland, you have to take the best player on the board. You can't Sam Bowie it. You can't Greg Oden it. You got to nail it, man. And Scoot Henderson is going to be right there. So, man, Charlotte is making a terrible mistake, though, let me tell you. You think – you think Charlotte taking Brandon Miller's the mistake? Yes, absolutely. I like Brandon Miller okay, but if you look at his statistics, man, if you look at his three-point shooting, which is like one of his biggest appeals is is he's 6'9", and he shoots, you know, 40% from three. He shot 33% from NBA distance from three last year. If you look hmm. at his shot chart, one of my buddies who's a scout sent to me um, – 
basically the dude shot like under league average from three from the NBA distance. So, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure that that can be worked on, but like, I hate to say this. I don't want to sound like a jerk or like a hot take guy, but man, Brendan Miller has kind of bust written all over him a little bit to me. Hmm. He does have some weird red flags that you're starting to see where he talks to the media, like his comments about GOAT with Paul George. That's a little odd. He kind of threw Michael Jordan under weird. the bus. He said that Michael Jordan was just an ordinary player to him when he was working out. <laughs> just an ordinary person. Yeah, it ain't that crazy, Keenan? Ain't that wild? Like Michael Jordan, an ordinary player, ordinary person? I get it. You were born in 2003 probably, so you definitely didn't see any of Jordan. But damn, brother. Have some respect. No respect, man. He's he's Mr. Disrespect, apparently. Um Yeah. That that was he made some really weird comments and there's the whole, you know, the whole criminal investigation, which was really weird and you know, I don't think we'll ever really know what exactly happened, but um, you know, that's that's sketchy at the at the very least it's sketchy. And you look at a guy like Scoot who has zero off-the-court issues, zero, you know, problems uh, of any kind. Other, he's, he's, he's been, by all accounts, a fantastic person, great hard worker, you know. So, I don't know. I mean, I could see Miller, you know, maybe Miller is better than I think. I just I don't think he's Paul George. I just don't think he's that good. Hmm. He's as good as Paul George. He's not as athletic as Paul George was coming out of Fresno State. Talking with Keenan Womack, orangebloods.com, at Keenan Womack on Twitter if you want to give him a follow. So, Keenan, whatever happens with two and three, the expectation is that Miller and Henderson will be off the board. So, as of today, what are you thinking about that four pick with Houston? Um, is there some? Is there one person that makes sense for you? Do you think there's a group of players they could choose from and justify the pick? What do you like it for? Yeah, um, I would bet my life savings of $300 that <laughs> they pick Amen Thompson at pick number four. Um, Amen Thompson. So there's these two twins, right? The Thompson twins. There's Amen and Asar, and they are both, like, generational athletes. I mean, top five athletes in the NBA the second they step on the court, like that kind of athlete. Um the, I said this earlier today on Bucky and Aaron, too, but, I mean, the jump shot is so broken. Like, for both of them, it's super broken, but especially for Amen. But, man, you get a six foot seven Ja Morant, essentially, um, if he can get that mid-range – if he can get a mid-range jump shot going, because, I mean, he was horrendous from – from three, I think he shot 24%. Um, and from the line, I think it was 65%. But the athleticism is crazy. He's an excellent passer, too. He's like He's got a good IQ. He's a very hard worker. Both of the Thompson twins have an excellent off-the-court reputation for being great kids, uh, being uh, super hard workers and, and highly competitive and having really everything you would want uh, in, in a draft pick. If I'm Houston, man, I am stoked on Amen Thompson. I would be. That's what I've been telling my Rockets friends who – uh, you know, we're disappointed when they didn't get the number one pick. I'm like, man, Amen Thompson is going to be a really good player. Uh, you know, you throw him onto that team. I mean, that that backcourt would be. I mean, because I think Amen's a point guard. A lot of people say he's a wing. I think he's a point guard. So you pair him with Jalen Green. That is the most athletic backcourt in the NBA, bar none. 
Yeah, and just like the Trailblazers, the Rockets are going to have some decisions to make if they take Amen Thompson with what are they going to do with Kevin Porter Jr. Just a lot of guards over mm-hmm. there in Houston, and I know they probably won a three, four, five type player later on. But, yeah, I like those comparisons with the Thompson twins. I think they have tremendous upside. The only thing, Keenan, I'm concerned about with them is that overtime league they played in. I mean, these dudes are 20 years old playing against 16 and 17. 17-year-olds. Yes, those 16 and 17-year-olds are like four, some are five stars, but these are grown-ass men dominating the league that's not overseas or is not like the Australian League, not like the G League or like college. So I don't know about their transition to the NBA, how long it will take, but you definitely see the upside in those guys. Yeah, man. Overtime Elite, for those who are unaware, uh, as most probably are, because like it's the weirdest basketball I've ever seen. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like they have like weird rules. They have like power plays and stuff. Like, <laughs> wait, 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 man. What? What did you say? Uh, oh, I was. I'm kidding. I don't think. Oh, okay. Either, but, Just making um, sure. Okay. No, 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 that would be fun though. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's weird because. You know, if I was the Thompson Twins, man, I don't know who's in their ear, but they really should have gone to the G League, I think. I think that would have been a lot better for their development. But um, the thing that I can tell you is the scalable traits that are present in these two guys, even playing against these high school kids, basically, like the athleticism, the burst, the finishing, that kind of thing, the passing, those are things that translate. Um, whether the scoring will translate quickly is a question, of course. Um, but Amen's very good at beating uh, people off the dribble, um, quick first step, you know, that kind of thing. So, you you know, people are like, well, why, why wouldn't you just play them like they play Westbrook now, where you sag off in five feet? It's like, well, Amen is so quick off the dribble that there's just no way you're going to recover in time and beat him to the rim if you're five feet off of him. So that's the appeal with Amen Thompson for your spacing. Hmm. Talking with Keenan Womack about the draft coming up tonight. So, Keenan, to round out the Texas teams, my Mavs, your Mavs, pick 10th in this mm-hmm. draft. So um, I feel like the more I hear about Taylor Hendricks from UCF, the more I like him, the more I like maybe the idea. If he's there at 10, do the Mavs take him? Do you like that kind of a fit, or is there somebody else you like for the Mavs at 10? Oh, yeah, I just don't think Hendricks is going to be on the board at 10, man. Hendricks has blown up draft boards. You know, he was probably at the end of the college season ranked about 15th on most draft boards. And through uh, through workouts and through other things, through measurables, he's flown up the board. I've seen him as high as five. Um, I don't think he'll go five. I think uh, Jairus, Jairus Walker might go five. I don't know. I mean, the dream draft pick for the Mavericks is Jairus Walker, the power forward from Houston. It's a little undersized, about six, six and a half, but um, 250 with a 35 inch vertical. I mean, that's insane. Like, that's so crazy. He's flying at at, at 250. Um, So he would be the dream pick for the Mavericks because I like what I like about Walker is you can just throw him in on any team, he can start off the bat extremely high floor prospect versus you know guys who might be more of a project um if taylor Hendricks is there at 10 yeah absolutely take him what i do if i'm the mavericks probably because i'm assuming 
uh, Walker and Hendricks are not going to be there. Um, I would probably trade back and um, draft, maybe, maybe trade for like two later picks and try to draft a center and then a shooter, maybe Julian Strawler out of Gonzaga. You draft him at the end of the first. Um, Lively's getting a lot of buzz, the kid out of Duke. Seven one seven eight wingspan, but the guy just did not produce at all in college, man. I think he averaged five points and five rebounds a game, and then he averaged more fouls than blocks, and people are, like, thinking he's going to be Tyson Chandler. I'm like, I don't think people realize how good Tyson Chandler actually was. Like, I think he's, like, extremely underrated. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. Tyson Chandler, when he was coming out of high school, out of Compton, California, those, oh my those, God, those Bulls years, God. man, they were a little tough. But then once he got into his body, you saw him with New Orleans, then you saw him with y'all's Mavs. Yeah, definitely underrated. Oh, yeah. I think Lively was hurt a lot at the beginning of the year for John Shire's team at Duke, but he definitely has some upside. Let me ask you this, Keenan, because – this is a pretty deep point guard draft, especially in that first round. Mm-hmm. I know you've had different articles about Cason Wallace and Anthony Black. I know you're really high on uh, Kobe Bufkin and also Jalen Hutchifino. But a guy that was maybe picked to be first drafted out of the point guards before the season even started was Nick Smith out of Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas excuse me. And mm-hmm. the big reason why he's dropped – and the draft ranks was because we didn't see him much this year due to him being injured. Do you think that he's going to surprise a lot of people, whoever drafts him, it's going to be a steal? Yeah, I do. Nick Smith, when he was healthy this year, uh, he had a five-game stretch where he averaged like 18-6-5. He's a really good player. I actually think he's more of an off-guard than a point guard because – when he and Black were both playing at the same time, Anthony Black always played the lead guard spot, and uh, Nick Smith played a lot of off-ball. Um, but I love Nick Smith as a scoring option. He seems like a lightning rod. Uh, one of my buddies I was talking to, who's an Arkansas grad, was telling me his dream spot uh, for Nick Smith to land would be Miami. You know, they just need another scoring guard you could throw in the mix. Uh guy that could kind of a spark plug off the bench score you 10 points as a rookie 10 12 points you know something like that so i think nick smith i mean he was number one on rivals is either number one or number two on rivals um the year they came out him and him and Derek whitehead were the top two um and i think Derek was a little better but i think nick smith is would be a great pick in the mid-teens or late late teens um if he's in the early 20s you have to take him yeah, I like how you said Derek Whitehead because him and Nick Smith kind of have the same similar path, them both being so yeah. high on these draft boards early on and then getting hurt, so not really getting to see them at their full potential this past college basketball season. But last one for me, Keenan, is there anybody that you're looking at in the second round? I mean, I know now with Nikola Jokic being the best player in the league and going 41st in his draft, guys are looking at that sleeper pick in the second round is there maybe a joker or a ginobili draymond green just a sleeper that somebody you know isn't considering a first round guy but drafted in the second round that's going to make a huge impact for the rest of their nba career that's a great question man um i think there's two guys i would say one of them is a borderline first rounder he might go in the first round i love trace jackson davis out of indiana 
um, super skilled, six six eight, six nine, pretty athletic, good finisher. Uh, put up crazy numbers at Indiana last year. He is twenty three, but you know, usually when you're picking in the second round, you're you're going for a guy that's more uh, win now. You know, more of a uh, less of a project, a guy who's played a few more years, maybe. Um, the other guy I really like is Kobe Brown out of Missouri. Uh, 6'7", power forward, 250 pounds, averaged like 17 points a game last year, shot 45% from three and like 83% from the line or something. Like, he was fantastic. So I really like both of those guys to make an impact um, on the on the NBA, like pretty quickly on the teams they land on, especially Jackson Davis. I really like that guy as a player. That is Keenan Womack. Check out orangebloods.com for his stuff, at Keenan Womack as well if you're on Twitter. And again, he's thinking maybe Damian Lillard gets moved tonight. Real quick, uh, Keenan, in terms of Damian Lillard, let's finish there. Do you have a team in mind for where Damian Lillard could end up in terms of something that could be good for Portland, obviously, if they're moving him to get something? But then where do you think he could end up? Miami. Okay. Wow, that'd be That's something. That's my thought. Okay. Um, I think they could make it work financially. I don't know that they will. That just makes sense to me. For that's the thing, dude. So I'm a moron with numbers. I don't understand them. I, it's it's like it's like you know like some people can't read. I can't do numbers. I don't understand them at all. So you know when I see numbers, I get scared and anxious. Um, so I run away from them. <laughs> um, but you know I I think uh, on the court. Lillard would be an excellent fit uh, in Miami. Um, I like that. Uh, that would, you know, I think the key is you deal him somewhere that's good. You deal him to a contender. Like, think about what he's done for your city, man. Even if you don't get the greatest return, you owe it to that guy to send him to a place where he can win a title. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Keenan, we appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the draft, and uh, we will talk to you down the road, brother. Absolutely. One last thing. I just want to plug my draft website, which is draftpunkofficial.substack.com. Nice. Draft Punk Official? Yes, sir. Beautiful. All right, man. I'll tweet it out again. Cool. Thanks, Keenan. Thank you, man. Appreciate you guys always. Good stuff there. Keenan Womack, and he also got me a little triggered as a Mavs fan when he talked about some people undervaluing Tyson Chandler because I think Mark Cuban's one of those guys in my estimation. Yeah. That frustrated me about that that transition from 11 to 12 that he didn't value what Chandler meant to that team. Gave Dirk way too much credit, even though he deserved a lot of the credit, gave Dirk way too much at that point of his career, which he was declining, even though he was that great in 2011, you still needed to surround a lot of guys by him, and they didn't do that. By the way, I'm about to make a weird reference to the movie you're going to be talking about later. Dirk was Wyatt Earp. Chandler was kind of the Doc Holliday. He had his back. He had his back. He protected him. He did some of the dirty work. You know what I'm talking about? He'd be your Huckleberry. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying too hard because we're talking Tombstone later. That's all right. 205 will do that with Tombstone and the Chronic. But uh, up next, we will get back into some football discussion. Let's get you the flex segment. Seven on seven starting today in College Station. And big shock, it's hot over there. Plus, Zay found a piece of information that might help us explain why Micah Hudson might be headed out west to Lubbock. We'll tell you what it is. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. He just started by showing off. I just love it. Woo! Okay. It is Thursday. We're getting ready for the NBA draft. Big names, eh? Huge. Huge name? Huge. What's the song called? Better Love. Better Love. (sighs) Come on, Chad. I'm going Luther. There we go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Now. Is this, let's do, a, let's do a basketball analogy. Is this a three Luther, a four Luther, or a five Luther size-wise? Um, maybe a four. Okay. This might be four. It's like a power forward. Yeah. Like a freaky four. <laughs> freaky four Luther. Luther Vandross, what a great voice. And then, I just love guys, men and women, that do what he did at the beginning of that song. Like, just give me a second. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there, but I'm just going to I'm gonna work. It's almost like he's stretching. Oh, I had to fast forward 30 <laughs> seconds just so we can get to the good stuff. Give me a little bit of that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, I'm just stretching. I'll get there. We'll get to the words. Don't worry. I love that. Luther, Paula Abdul, and Tiffany have started the show today. It is Dreams Come True Night in the NBA. The Twins. Uh, the Thompson twins are getting. Uh, we'll get some discussion. Obviously, we were just talking about them. Amen, Thompson and Asor. Asor Thompson. Asor. Yeah, you'll hear it tonight. Yeah, we'll hear. It. We'll figure Adam it out. Silver. He'll, he'll announce it. You'll hear. It. You'll get it then. Just to double check, the middle name of both guys is X L N C. All capital letters. Excellence is how you say it. <laughs> Their middle name is Excellence. That's fan. Fantastic. Uh, so we've been talking NBA draft. Obviously, Wimben Yama to the Spurs will start things off. Rockets pick four. Mavericks pick 10th. Uh, all right, coming up at 2.05, we will get into that album movie swap discussion. I checked out The Chronic for the first time. And the album, by the way, just in case the bosses <laughs> are listening. Uh, and then Zay watched Tombstone for the first time this week. We'll get into all of that. Right now, though, let's get into the Flex segment. We'll start with a hot day in College Station. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right. Uh, it is seven on seven day over there in College Station. And Zay, for people who listen to the station, if they listen to Light the Tower uh, with Craig and Jeff and Cameron, they hear the name Mike Roach from time to time. Mike Roach is one of the big recruiting guys over there at horns247.com. Roach tweets out from College Station today I feel like I'm sitting in a hot tub. 
man. So I looked at the forecast, and from the sky, I am seeing some clouds. I saw clouds and like 95 for the high. So maybe that's a little bit of good news that it's not going to be 103 or 104 for them today. But, Zay, it is a different kind of muggy there than it is here. Again, not quite Houston muggy or Louisiana muddy, a muggy, but it is it gets real muggy in College Station if you've never been there in the summertime. Yeah, Roach has been in the game for a minute, so he's dealt with some heat. And yeah. If he's going to put it out there on Twitter to let you know about it, it's serious. Yeah, he he's go- a tough son of a bee he- that's been around a lot of football and being outside. Like, yeah. He's used to it. He goes to recruiting stuff in East Texas. Yeah, all the time. It's a special kind of hot over there. We wish all the teams luck. If you want to know who's in it from the area, go to flxatx.com. Just to name a couple, Vista Ridge, Westwood, Buta Johnson are all involved, uh, along with some of our other area teams. Best of luck to all those teams getting through. you got to advance through today's games, then get into tomorrow's games, advance through that to get to Saturday for State 7-on-7. Remember, this is what DeSoto won last year with Jontae Cook. That team with Jontae Cook, they're the ones that won it all last year. Yeah, so you can't tell me it doesn't build something because they won 7-on-7 then went on to win the state championship. I kept wondering it too. As I was walking away, I went over there last year and watched it and I'm walking out, getting in the car thinking now let's find out, right? If they can block can they block and tackle enough to make that matter and obviously they did oh i remember when you came and said that like how is it going to translate to when they put the pads on yeah yeah. with talent's talent it worked it worked (laughs) when the talent put the pads on they're still talented so we got that going on today also uh i wanted to, to get into this zay brought up a great point earlier we were discussing some things so earlier in the week uh i guess it would have been yesterday when you asked uh justin wells one of our guests from inside texas about micah hudson the talented receiver from, what's it called? Is it West Belton? Lake Belton. Lake Belton. Thank you. I knew it was something with Belton. From Lake Belton. Um, and yesterday, Justin told us, he said, guys, if I had to guess right now, I'd say Tech. A lot of times fans think that the guys that cover for Longhorn Insider sites, they always say the guys are going to Texas. Not always. Sometimes they'll just, a lot of times they're just being honest with you, and it ends up being Texas. But in this case, he said he thinks he's going to Lubbock, you found something, Zay, that might lead us to understand why he may go to Lubbock. Yeah, it's starting to make a lot more sense now, according to On3, Texas Tech quarterback Tyler Shuck and wide receiver Jaran Bradley have signed partnerships with NIL leaderboard. Each athlete stands to make six figures from this deal, according to their level 13 agency. Six figures? Yeah. Tyler Shuck? Tyler freaking Shuck. The Shuck man? Yeah. The Shuckster? Which they went through how many quarterbacks last year? Like three? Uh, 13. No, I wasn't that. They had a ton. He ended the year in the Texas Bowl. Had a really good Texas Bowl against Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin and them. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he deserves six figures from that Texas Bowl game. I do think he's a good quarterback, though. He's solid. Good quarterback. It's interesting we bring this up because to think about the old days. So the old days of recruiting – before NIL was on top of the table a little bit, anytime somebody like this would end up at Tech versus Texas or it's a little, little more obscure place versus a Texas or a Texas A&M, the Longhorn fans and the Aggie fans all did the same thing. Well, you know what that is. They just paid him more. <laughs> they just paid him more. They just found some money. You know what they're doing, all that under the table, blah, 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 and got to kind of get on this weird moral high ground all of a sudden. But now that you got the NIL world out there in front of us, now it is okay to say that 
you hear about a deal like this, you think, oh, no, that that could be something. So if I am Micah Hudson, I'm trying to figure out how do I make a name for myself? Maybe I'm thinking about trying to get to that next level. But also, Zay, I might be thinking about how many guys are ahead of me to get the NIL money. Right. And if I felt like I was further up in the line at Tech than I would be at Texas or Texas A&M or wherever else I might be looking, I could see that logic. Yeah, I mean, even though Jordan Winnington will be gone next year, if Xavier Wordy has a great season like we think he is, he'll probably be gone too. There's going to be a lot of turnover, even though it's a pretty deep wide receiver room currently. Yeah, you don't have to necessarily worry about those things because as a five-star recruit, depending on where you go, you could be a starter immediately. So, And we heard Justin Wells tell us yesterday, Joey McGuire and Texas Tech have been on Micah Hudson from jump. Maybe right. when he was in damn eighth grade yeah. before he even got to Lake Belton's campus. And that means something. We talk about that all the time with these high school kids. Man, these guys, they were looking at me when I was basically in diapers. When I was playing Pop Warner, I was mm-hmm. getting letters from this team, from this coach. Even if the coach might have moved, they stuck with the kid, and maybe the coach is now in a bigger situation. So... With Texas Tech becoming the big dog in the Big 12 once Texas and OU leaves to the SEC, recruiting's a little different. And you could say that, hey, with those colors and that tradition up there in Lubbock, it's not as, you know, head-scratching as Mm -hmm. it used to be when they flip guys from Texas and Texas A&M to go up to Tech. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, when you're throwing around six figures to guys like Tyler Shuck, if I'm Micah Hudson, huh, what they going to give me? You know what <laughs> right, I'm saying? Right, exactly. Like, and Zay, you are one of those guys that can speak on wearing that red and black. It, yo, is, it is a pretty slick look. Yo, it's a Bowie Bulldog. Yeah. It's like Michael Jordan made it famous mm-hmm. with the Chicago Bulls and then all the kicks that came out with the Jordan brand from the Jordan 1s that were you just watched air not too long ago they yep. weren't even allowed to wear the Jordan 1s right. those yeah. first few years cuz they were getting fined and that kind of made a commotion where people wanted to buy them and then just start to see those colorways and stuff yeah those colors that <laughs> red and black it's tough I'm not going to lie even though I love the burnt orange those tech colors, it is T-U-F-F. It is tough. And some guys, when they see themselves rocking those colors and rocking the J's with it, even though Texas Tech is Under Armour, you don't got to wear the Under Armour all the time. That's true. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's different. And I could see something like this, especially with those six figures that they're throwing around and guys like Tyler Shuck, why Micah Hudson could be leaning towards uh, Texas Tech. Yeah, both teams, Texas and Texas Tech, eight and five last year. Uh, Tech was five and four in conference instead of six and three uh, that the Longhorns were. Plus, if you've ever heard Joey McGuire say ten words, you can understand why a kid might be drawn to him. His personality. How do I say this to try to respect both these guys? It ain't Bob Huggins. How about that? <laughs> oh man! Right. It's not that. It's a long way from that. In fact, Joey McGuire grabs a hold of you right away. We knew that reputation walking in and getting to go to Big 12 Media Days and see it live last year. I was like, oh, I get it. Okay. I totally get why you might connect with this guy. So we'll keep an eye on it. Micah Hudson, the big-time receiver out of Lake Belton. Certainly, Longhorn's still on his radar. uh, But there's talk that maybe he's thinking about Lubbock, and that might be some reasons why. Uh, A couple other quick flex notes. If you go to the Twitter page, at FLXATX, on your social media on Twitter there, a couple things. Shout-out to Mike Adams, the former 
Texas receiver. If you know the story, Mike Adams is now a coach, and he's been a coach in high school football previously, but now he's going to be a coach at Vandegrift, and he's got two sons, and they're going to play at Vandegrift this year. One's a receiver named Eli, and one is a quarterback named Deuce. And they just put out a video, and I saw Mike Adams send it out, Flex retweeted it. They took a video and cut up a play from Deuce Adams and a play from Bryce Young. And a play from Deuce Adams and a play from Bryce Young for about a minute and a half. Go check it out, and you see, let, and then you let us know, do you see what Mike Adams is seeing? That's dope. He's making quite a statement here about the comp for his son. And when you watch the videos, they, I, I get it. They you found see some, it? They found some comparable plays, yeah. Yo, man, if he's around that same size and can move around the pocket and see those windows, even though he's not above six feet, then, hell, throw it out there. Man, Any he, way to help your son get recruited, I'm all about it. And Mike Adams, if you're out there, whoever chose this play, brilliant move. little play where he rolls to the right, he starts to scramble. You think he's gone, and all of a sudden he just kicks this little pass. I stayed behind the line of scrimmage head stayed up kicks a pass out to the sideline I think the right. play gained about 15 yards down the sideline and he ran about two you know in terms of up and down the field that's a beautiful play so check that one out if you want also an update on Adrian Wilson the talented receiver from Weiss he's got another visit without an offer but we're keeping our eye on him Zay it's Ohio State this time he went to Columbus they haven't offered oh, yet man. so he's been to Texas and Ohio State with no offers I'd say the biggest offer he's got right now is either Oregon, Utah, or A&M. Those are probably the three biggest ones I can – TCU, if you want to throw them in, that's a pretty big offer too, considering what they just did last year. But no offer from Ohio State or Texas, but he's made the visit. He's in the gear on social media making his presence known. Ohio State is wide receiver U right now. So Ryan Day, he could be picky. Because he knows with what they're putting out in the NFL, yep. five and four star guys are going to come to him. It's just about who fits in his system. That's it. And Micah, you know, that's huge for him going up there. Yeah. Like that's big because now a lot more schools are going to start to notice, oh man, if Ryan Day wants this guy, even though the offer's not there yet, he must really be special. Yeah. Part of the process of how um, Mr. Novosad ended up in Eugene was when Mr. Novosad got noticed by Mr. Day. Yeah. That was big. When Ohio State notices who you are, that's huge. So now let's see if this does anything uh, for Adrian in terms of the in terms of that offer list. We'll keep an eye on. We're keeping our eye on you, Adrian, and all you folks out there in Weiss Wolf Country. Yeah. Let us know what you're doing at FLXATX on your social media. By the way, like all this talk about you know young Adams getting his film out there uh-huh. of him comparing himself to Bryce Young. CC, why didn't we do that with me and Detlef Shrimp? Yeah. I could be overseas right now getting buckets, making some serious paper in Croatia or Italy or something if he would have done a better job putting my tape out there comparing it to somebody that I looked up to and played a lot like in Detlef Shrimp. Been a perfect side-by-side. Uh, perfect side-by-side. Now, were you a lefty as well? No. Oh, uh, okay. Shrimp wasn't a lefty. Was he not a lefty? Mm-mm. Oh, my bad. No, you're thinking of some other European white dude. That is not, that's not fair. <laughs> you're thinking of Tony Kukoc. He was a lefty. <laughs> Maybe that makes it. You're Very right. similar. I just mixed, yeah. <laughs> I just mixed my, my shrimp and my Kukoc. I'm so sorry. My grandmother used to make a mean shrimp Kukoc. Back in the day, oh, my God. 
It was so good. The Cajun spices and everything. That's my bad. That's totally my bad. (laughs) All right. Coming up, we'll get your 2 o'clock hour with the album movie swap to start. Why Today Matters. I got a basketball stat that is going to blow your mind uh, on this NBA draft day. Plus, we'll get back into the Houston Mount Rushmore discussion, talking Oilers, Texans, and that combo Mount Rushmore. Multiple listeners have been helping us with that today. Up next, it's where we at in society. We'll see what Zay's got for us today. Don't move. It's the horn. Chad and Zay. I can't believe the news today. All right. Thursday of NBA draft. All kinds of stuff going on. It's a great song here. All the way back to God, early 80s. You too? You too. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Bono and crew. How about that. Um, it's weird you played this. The video of this song was a live version from Red Rocks in Denver. Did you hear what happened at Red Rocks last night? No. There was a concert from one of the One Direction dudes named Louis Tomlinson. My daughter and I are actually going to see him in Houston later in the summer. She's really, wow. in, she's really into him. He's doing the show last night. They have to postpone it because of this heavy, heavy rain comes in. And then what is described as golf ball size hail starts to fall. Mm-mm. They sent between 80 and 90 people to the hospital. Wow. And three were considered seriously injured. 80, 90 needed to be treated. I'm sorry, 80 or 90 treated. Three sent to the hospital. My bad. Three sent to the hospital with pretty serious injuries. Injuries all the way up to, like, broken bones were reported. Now, that could have just been, like, maybe you're slipping and falling and stuff like that. But it got that crazy. They postponed, they postponed, they postponed, and 10 o'clock or so local time, they canceled. So he's going to have to come back and do it again. It's one of the most incredible scenic locations for people that know what Red Rocks is for all kinds of cool shows. But it turned into, like, a nightmare for them last night. So you got just a bunch of teenagers there hanging out, trying to dodge hail. Yeah. Getting smashed in the head. Story. Yeah. They said that some of them were like literally picking up trash cans and trying to get something above their right. head so they're yeah, not getting hit. Hope everybody is uh is gonna be all right after that. So, you so, so, so I'm sorry, I'll make yeah. you up. So y'all are going to one of the like other guys, not Zane, not Harry Styles. Not Zane and not Harry. He's it's like he's like that next guy. It's like going to a Ringo Star concert by himself. Not exactly, because he is, it's sad that I know what I'm about to say out loud, but he is the guy that wrote a lot of the stuff with One Direction. Okay. So he's got a little respect in that regard. And I actually kind of dig the stuff. It's a little more rock than what Harry's doing. Okay. So I can deal with it. Okay. And I want to I just love seeing her react to that stuff. Right. Love seeing her flip out. Yeah. And I also just love a good I I love concerts and and just sort of soaking up the whole thing. I want to see like I want to get there early enough to watch all these crazy kids rush onto the lawn. Thank God I don't have lawn seats, but rush onto the lawn and like elbow each other in the throat, <laughs> you know, to get a spot. I love that stuff. All right. So you two, Luther Vandross, 
Paula Abdul and Tiffany have gotten us started today on the musical side. We got the album and movie swap coming up. Uh, one year apart for the Chronic and Tombstone. We don't always plan these things. We never, in fact, plan those things, but they are just a year apart. December of one year, December of another year. We'll get into those coming up. We are talking NBA draft, obviously. There's football on the board. Texas got a recruit today uh, out of Arizona, a running back named Christian Clark. Four-star running back, six foot two hundred. Started watching some of that video today. It's impressive. It's impressive. All right, let's go. Where are we at in society? See what Zay's got for us today. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay. Do I need to go to Twitter? Are there crazy videos? What's happening? Yeah, go to Twitter. All right, here we go. All right, so who has a new podcast coming out? The new oh. scandalous ass relationship with Scottie Pippen's ex-wife Larsa and Michael Jordan's son Marcus, Damn. who are now together in a relationship, even though there is a 16-year age gap. The podcast is called Separation Anxiety. Oh my God, Zay! Yep, Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan have separation anxiety. They finally found each other, and now they're ready to be brutally honest with you about life, love, sex. And 16-year age gap. 16 years. I am all for people who are into the older or the younger or whatever, but there is a certain there's a certain boundary line where I start to think, all right, what are we doing now? 16. But that's not what this one's about. This is obviously about kind of like yesterday when we were talking about this silly SFA bowling story. There's a list of people you're not allowed to be with. In this case, the list is really short. It's really short. Yeah. You're the son. I, I'm going to go from both perspectives. You're the son of Michael Jordan. You're not allowed to ever think about being with anyone that's ever been involved with Scottie Pippen. And we can even go down the list of his other teammates, but let's stop there. On the other side, if you ever were married to Scottie Pippen, you're not allowed to think about Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan's brother, Michael Jordan's dad, son, uncles, no one. How do you not know the basic rules of this? Yeah, and they already don't have Scotty and Michael. They already don't have a good relationship due to how Scotty felt he was represented on the last dance, which was foul. I don't think they, I don't think Mike and all the producers, everybody involved in the last dance did a good job of. I don't know. They just made Scotty look scummy, you know, just about how he could have gotten surgery after the season, but mm-hmm. he decided to be petty, which all that's true and stuff. But there was a lot in that 10 part series where it was more hate on Scotty than love that he should have gotten for those six rings. And I'm with you, Chad. Like, there should be no ifs, ands, or buts from Marcus Jordan or Larsa Pippen. She should know with what they went through. All the wars, six championships, getting over the bad boy Pistons, beating Barkley in 93, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, 96, Carl and Stockton, 97, 98, like beat some of the greatest players of all time. War. This is war they went through in the 90s. Uh And Marcus Jordan and Larsa Pippen don't give a damn. So I think I've asked you this one before. Who do you think this hurts more? Scotty. Okay, that would be my interpretation. And okay, moreover, do you think this hurts Scottie Pippen, but somehow deep down Michael Jordan, based on the kind of guy he is and this situation, do you think he gets pleasure out of this? 
uh, it's sad that we even have to say that, but with his history, maybe. Like, does he get a little bit of sick pleasure, and when he sees his son, he's like, hey, what's up? Nice job. Like, is it that? I, he might. I wouldn't put it past him. One of the pettiest guys to ever touch a basketball, ever touch any ball in any sport. And listen to this, Chad. This happened yesterday also. Okay. Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, Larsa, has been awarded half of his 401k from the Chicago Bulls. Oh. She will receive 50% of the value no matter if it's still money in the account. If the money is gone, she will take other assets. Dang. The couple had a prenup, but Larsa claims... She convinced Scotty to void it. Wow. So, yeah, you asked me the question who it hurts more? Scotty. Scotty. Yeah, Scotty. <laughs> 33 is feeling that a little more than 23. Okay. Yeah, you're right. And look who has more money. Like, That's one's cool. a billionaire and one, even though he's probably well off and oh, doing good, man. is not. Dude, that is so gross. Like, I know there, there, just, there needs to be, like, such a conversation. Those four have to sit at a table, and I'd go through question and answer before I would even consider that relationship. I'm not trying to keep people from love. Zay, I'm not. I'm not trying to keep people from love, but wow. Like, <laughs> that's amazing that those two got together, and now they're just flaunting it with a podcast, and they're going to be, oh, my God. Well, this goes back to my Tyler Hero Zion Williamson comments of, you better watch who you cuff up. You better watch who you put a ring on it because Larsa Pimpin has a lot of Kardashian in her. She's best friends with Kim Kardashian, has been on the show. She's on reality shows herself, throwing ah, out all types of business. Okay. Like, she's one of them. <laughs> so, you know, those Savannah James, Brittany Mahomes, Brittany Matthews, all those, like, hey, you need to find one of them. Future NBA draft picks tonight. I would get them all in the room tonight and be like, yo, who's y'all's women? And go down the line and be like, yeah, let me know who y'all with right now. They'd be like, my high school sweetheart, girl I met at college. Like, okay, uh, be be careful the girl you met in college. High school sweetheart, you cool. But the rest of y'all who are single, be careful because your life's about to change. Not yeah. just from an NBA standpoint, but how you are being perceived to from women. That's what somebody mentioned earlier on the text line. They love watching the girlfriends tonight at the NBA draft because oh, yeah. you feel like you can learn a little bit of those relationships. And then, yeah, when you deep down, if you met her when you were 14 and maybe a little awkward and now you're about to be a badass NBA guy, she probably knows you a little better. She'll probably stick with you a little more than somebody that may have come along when you were 2021. 20, you know who I'm proud of, Chad, that we don't talk about enough on these situations? Mm. C.D. Lamb. You remember him, draft night? Yep. His girl holding this phone and du- stuff. He du- snatched du- that phone the out. double that phone? Double phone. He snatched yeah. that girl out. Uh, snatched that phone out that girl's hand. Uh-huh. What you trying to do? This draft night, it ain't about you, girl. It ain't about you, shawty. And we <laughs> haven't heard about that girl since. I don't even know if CD's with her or not. But we haven't heard anything off the field about, you know, C.D. Lamb getting called up with some salacious stuff. We haven't heard nothing. He nipped that in the butt quick. Yeah. You you embarrassed me on TV? Okay, cool. Cut her off. It just might not have been what it looked like. It might have been something totally different than what it looked like. Exactly. He could have just softed there. They might be happily happy 
And who knows? But we haven't heard anything since about no. old girl. You're right. We'll see. Yeah, keep an eye on those phones tonight too. <laughs> what is what? Who gets caught on video? What they're doing with the phones uh, during those picks? Always an interesting part of the draft. NBA draft coming up tonight. We'll get into more of that next hour. Why June 22nd matters? All those dreams coming true in the NBA. Plus, we're talking Mount Rushmore. H-Town style on the football side of things. Up next, though, it is the album movie swap. Tombstone and The Chronic. Get your machismo at the proper level. It's coming up on The Horn.